Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is the New King James Version, and it's Luke chapter 11. I just got off uh, the radio broadcast. It's radio number eight. And I wanted to continue on just for a minute. Because I believe that prayer is where we begin to engage our faith in talking to God. And I think that's what births a relationship. And I wanted to say that there is no perfect prayer. There's perfect surrender. Because God's not looking for every jot and tittle to be perfect. He's actually looking to commune with you. And that is your created value. That is humanity's existence. Is when God created humans, he wanted them, us to be a reflection to him. And his righteousness, his generosity, his love in action. Trees can't do it. Dogs can't do it. Horses can't do it. Cats can't do it. They were all created by God, named by Adam. But their value, not one time was it a son of the Most High God. That's what makes Jesus Christ so powerful. Is he was a man born of a virgin. It says in 1 Corinthians, towards the end, that the second Adam did what the first Adam didn't. And that is who Jesus Christ is. And he paved a way back to the Father. Again, just like I said on the broadcast, that the blood of Jesus paid the price for our sins. So sin is not really the issue. It's really pride. It's really us struggling individually of being God of our own life and doing what we think we need to do and what we think is right individually. And that's such dangerous ground. When you go into a second and third world country, they already know they can't do anything. They're not blessed and prosperous. But here in America, we're so blessed and prosperous. We naturally want to be God of our own life. We really want to make our own decisions. We really want to be in charge of our own life. And like I said on the broadcast, I've met several multiple millionaires. I mean, they had a lot, a lot of money. They're miserable. Their marriages didn't succeed. Their kids were messed up. Because you can't do what God can do. God knows what fulfills your heart better than you do. God really does know. But you have to choose not to recognize Him just as a Savior, but to let Him be Lord of your life, laying your perspective down or your mind or your intellect down and put your faith in God's love. How do you do that? You believe in Jesus Christ. That he's born of a virgin, died on the cross, went to hell in your place so you don't have to, and was raised from the dead and paved a way back to have a communion with your heavenly Father. He is the true and mighty God. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the very thing that holds the cells together in your body. And if you're willing to pray, and you're willing to acknowledge Him and surrender to Him, it is amazing what He'll do in your life. I've been, I've been married 25 years this June, and I will tell you with all of my heart, if it wasn't for God and a relationship with God, we wouldn't be married today. 
And that's really important that I say that because I don't want you to think just because I love the Lord and I've studied the Bible and I'm, the more I find out, the more I realize I don't really know anything and I need more of Him. And the more I realize how holy and righteous He is and that He wants me to follow His example. And it feels like the farther I get into that in areas I'm better at it, the more I realize I'm not good at it at all. And then I found that religion wants to point out my weaknesses and God wants you just to keep your eyes on the Holy Spirit and His heart and Jesus Christ, what He did, and then follow the same Father's Spirit. And it brings life to you starting right here. So that's when the disciples asked again, and I'm going to say it over and over again, because like I said on the broadcast, experiencing it when I went to choir practice as a kid, we said the, the model prayer that Jesus gave the disciples, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever. Amen. You know, by the time I was eight years old, even though I was not born again, that simple prayer gave me more peace in my heart knowing that I can trust that God has a plan, that He'll meet me where I'm at. But I really didn't get born again until I was about 12 years old. See, there's no simple steps. A, B, C equals D. No. Our parents aren't perfect. They came from different families. And then you choose to get married. And that's a different family. And I really don't believe you have the ability to find peace without him. He is the author and the finisher of peace. So anyways, in Luke chapter 11, I wanted to continue on. If you want to hear me talk about the Lord's Prayer briefly, I left off on our daily bread. And it, you want to go back and listen to it, it'll be a little different than this. And I'm adding to it. Because I know that my daily bread only comes from my relationship through what Jesus Christ has provided, sealed by the Holy Spirit, letting Him be Lord of my life, not just acknowledging Him as my Savior. But I would like to talk about the next verse. When He says, forgive us our sins and help us forgive those who that have sinned against us. Some versions say trespasses, but it's the same thing. I want you to know that you only have that ability when you choose to love God more than you love yourself. And that's the process of being born again, laying down your identity that's in this world. Now, that doesn't mean that God wants you to change spouses and change jobs and change all the things around you. No, He's going after what's on the inside of you. Because when He gives you a new identity on the inside of you, that will last for eternity. This world will pass away. This body will fall off your spirit. But your spirit will continue to live. And you want to be His. And that's the power of the Lord's Prayer. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that has sinned against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. There is an evil one. And his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to destroy you and your family and your children and your grandchildren because you've been made in the image of God. And whether you know it or not, he will still de destroy you like a cigarette butt 
and try to put out the light that's on the inside of you and push it down and twist it so that you will truly die because he wants to destroy God. God's so big, he can't destroy him. But he can hurt him worse than anything ever when his children are destroyed and the light goes out. Because that doesn't have to. So I wanted to encourage you again to pray and go just a little farther down the chapter. Because it says right here in verse 5, it says, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him, because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. I believe that Jesus is talking about your soul, your mind, will, intellect, and emotions. This, that's used to running the show. I'm pointing at my head right now, if you're listening to the audio. That he's giving you an example. That in real life, if your heart truly needed something, and you had good reason because someone else needed love. And you went to love that person. Your mind would say, don't give too much. Because we're not in the right place to be able to give them what we have. We have to protect ourselves. The example in the Bible is, my kids are asleep. Don't come to me in the middle of the night and get me out of bed. But because of the love that they have for their friend in need, they knock again on the door. They knock again on the door. Because they know through that relationship, he'll get up and give what his friend needs. Your mind may fight you in trusting in God. But your spirit, when you surrender to God, will continue to ask for this love to come all the way in for a new standing. That's a parable. A parable is a natural ex example of a spiritual principle. That's how Jesus talked to people. Because unless they were willing to surrender their mind, they, he wanted them to be blind to the truth of the kingdom of God. The reason why we're doing this podcast and this video is so that you know, if God found my life valuable and gave me purpose in my life, and then wanted me to share it with other people, I want you to know that your life is that valuable too. I want you to know you can have as much of God as you want. I want you to know even if you don't have a family, there's people that need the love that God's given you through you to them. When you go to work, when you walk down the street, sidewalk, when you go grocery shopping, there's people that have no hope, have no love, don't know where it comes from. And if you'll surrender with God, you will be like a well of water that can give life to people whose hearts are dry. You can that's why we're taking time to do this. It's so that you can ask the Holy Spirit for help. He'll meet you where you're at and he'll give you life. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about the way this world sees you and the value this world's given you. Don't worry about your pocketbook or money or houses and cars. Forget that stuff. That's all going to pass away. 
You can be a part of a family that's eternal, and it's a God-given family. The same God that created this world and the best parts of it. Satan has entered in to destroy the goodness of God. And you can make a choice today of what goodness you're going to serve. Selfishness, which is really so tempor temporary and so quick. And then you chase it again and chase it again and chase it again. It's never ending. But I found peace. When I asked the Father in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit met me as quick as I would call on Him. He forgave me. He forgave me. And my soul, my mind, will, intellect, and especially my emotions and false identities fought me every moment of the day. But I said, I made my choice. Mind, shut up. I've served you long enough in my life. I'm not serving you in this world's identity. I will serve the kingdom of God and where this love comes from. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. See, that prayer is amazing. It goes on and on forever. And his parable, you're going to fight with your soul, but don't worry. You'll win because the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. And his love and his grace and his mercy will carry you because right or wrong is not the issue. Pride is the issue. And when you lay down that pride, your soul will go in its rightful place. Your mind, will, intellect, and emotions will go in its rightful place. And no matter where you're at in this world, no matter what your age is, you will find your place in Christ. And no one can steal it. Then they could chop your head off. They could chop your arm off. They could shoot you in, with a gun. But they cannot steal something that will last for eternity. And that is no different than this parable of a friend who stood up for a friend that was traveling with and had no more food, had nothing for his journey. And that family member went to his neighbors and took of his substance and gave it to his friend so he could continue the journey. That is the family of God. That is grace and mercy. How do I know? Because the very next verses say this. This is Jesus talking. Verse 9 of chapter 11 of Luke. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Man, it bothered me for a long time on how it's written. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. I have three children. I mentioned it in the broadcast. <coughs> and 
I love them. I'd give my life for them right now. If harm came their way, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I would die for them. And he said, if you being evil. But over time, as I raised them and the love and the unconditional, when they'd spill milk all over the floor, and I'd say, it's okay. And they'd cry because they just knew they were in trouble. I said, it was an accident. It's okay. I'll, I'll clean it up for you. And they just sit there and cry in their high chair that that wasn't supposed to happen. They just wanted a drink. They're two years old. Their emotions are running away with them. And I clean it up and I say, see, it's going to be okay. And you still get to eat breakfast. And then I would put the towel away and God would say, I feel the same way about you. I wish you'd get your eyes off the things that you know that I'm not pleased with and keep your eyes on me because I will continue to feed you. I will continue to love you. I will continue to hold you. As I sat there and gave Kendra another spoonful of food as I cried because this love cannot be compared to God's love. As much as me laying down my life for my kids, he already purchased you with his only begotten son, with that son's blood. Knowing good and well, he would suffer for three days, but then he would raise him from the dead. So you will never, ever have to see death. That's your value that he has for you. It's amazing. And I know your mind can't understand it, but I will promise you, just like me, he doesn't call me really evil. He just wanted you to know, just like you can't compare good and evil together, you cannot compare the love that God has for people. The only thing stopping them from experiencing that love is them. He purchased humanity. Color is not an issue. Race is not an issue. Pride is an issue. You're Lord of your own life. You need a Savior. Because the Savior will open the door for you so you can know Him as Lord. It's so much better than listening to your emotions and trying to see what fulfills you because you're just looking for love in the wrong places. You'll struggle with gender identity. You'll struggle with, I could just go on and on, depression. And then you'll have multiple personalities. And all these things will come to pass because your mind is unruly. And until you choose to let the Lord of Lords be Lord of your life. Humanity cannot be brought back to center and family cannot be whole. It will be fake, it will be a lie, and it will be empty because you're looking for your family to fulfill you and that will never, ever happen. Only God will fulfill you and he reserves that right to be your all in all on the inside of you and to be, have something that will last forever, that when heaven and earth passes away, you can still be his child and he will save you and he will hold you and he will keep you safe. So remember, all you have to do is ask. That's what he said, verse nine. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Don't follow Travis Klingman. Don't follow any, any organized religion. Don't follow any book. Even his words say, follow the Holy Spirit. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. He will meet you where you're at. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost and he will hold nothing good from you. So I want you to know you're valuable. I want you to know that even sometimes when my emotions are ruling me more. Now, I've learned to hold it down, but it's not 
piled down. I wish it was. I will continue to ask. I will continue to seek. I will continue to knock. Because I want more of his identity than Travis Klingeman's identity. I love being a Christian. I love surrendering my life, knowing nothing can steal me out of the hand of God. That's you too. Nothing can steal that from you. Not now, not ever. And this path is very narrow because it's only walked your spirit with the Holy Spirit. There is no other way. Lots of false Christs will rise up, write books, and lie to you. But my Heavenly Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has not just healed my heart, not just healed my emotions. It's gave me the ability to forgive and let go. It's gave me the ability and the strength to easily bow my knee and lay my life down because my life is found in Him. To help people, there is no such thing as throwaway people. We have Him and He can have us when we choose to live for Him. So thank you for joining us. There's much more on, on whitehorses.org. Uh, I have also friends that give wonderful testimonies and teachings from their testimony of Jesus Christ and what he's done in them. And the power of his healing word is amazing. He will not leave you the same. He will lead you to more life in him. So thank you for joining us. Go to On White Horses on podcasts. You'll find more there too. God bless you. We'll talk again more soon.